Good morning. Today is Tuesday, December 14th, 2021. Today is the 10th day of the Jewish month of Teves, Asara Beteves, and it is a fast day. In previous years, we discussed the various events that happen on or near this date in Jewish history that cause it to be proclaimed an annual general fast day. But I want to focus on a couple of details this morning with you. The first is the famous question that Rav Lichtenstein, Rav Aaron Lichtenstein asks, and that is that there is a curious distinction between this fast day and the other fast days that commemorate the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash of the Temple, in that the other days mark days where something major happened on that day. The 17th of Tammuz, the walls of Jerusalem were pierced. The 9th of, of Av, the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. Tzom Gedalia, the third of Tishrei, the governor of Israel was assassinated by other Jews. But on Asara Beteves, nothing major happened. The Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonian army, laid a siege around Jerusalem. It wasn't the first time they laid a siege around Jerusalem. And there was really no immediate consequence. Life continued in a relatively normal fashion for over two years. It's only more than two years later that that developed into a situation where ultimately the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. But the road leading from the 10th of Teves to the actual destruction is a very long and indirect road. So why is it that we are marking this day as a fast day? So I've shared with you in the past a classic answer that Rav Lichtenstein gives to this, answer, to this question, but today I want to share a different approach that comes from Sivan Rahab Meir. And she points out that the fast of today is set at the beginning of the process, at the time when it could still be fixed. Had the Jewish people hear, heed, heeded the warnings of the prophets and listened to what Hashem had told them to do and returned to serve Him in sincerity, they could have avoided it. It wasn't too late. This fast day is because there was the opportunity to stop it from happening, to prevent it from happening, and that opportunity was lost. And this reminds us of a very important issue in Jewish life. Fasting is not only about crying over what happened, much more importantly, fasting is about how important it is to find the first initial cracks, 
the first initial weaknesses in order to identify the beginning of what could lead to a destructive process and try to stop it before it happens. That's why we have this fast day. And today on this fast day, what our work should be, both as a community and as individuals, is introspection. To look for the beginnings of cracks, the beginnings of weaknesses that we see around us in our community, in our family, within our own lives, and fix them now before they become crises. That's the lesson that we are to learn from this fast day of Asarabhatevis. In addition, and connected to this, is a modern element to this day, established in the early 1950s by Chief Rabbi Yitzchak Halevi Herzog and Chief Rabbi Ben-Siyun Uziel. They established this fast day as the general day to say Kaddish and to mourn for all of the victims of the Holocaust whose date of death is not known and whose place of burial is not known, which, as you know, is a very, very large group. Rabbi Yisrael Meir Lau yesterday was speaking with a group of young girls and they were asking him questions. And he was explaining this aspect of Asara Bateves in these young girls, little young Israeli teenage girls. They said, we don't understand. What do you mean? How is it possible not to know the day someone passed away? It's in the newspaper. How is it possible not to know where someone is buried? You go to the cemetery. And Rabbi Lau had to explain, had to, explain to these girls the reality of the Holocaust, which is so outside of their own experience. I mean, on the one hand, thank God, but the reality that so many of our brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers and grandparents, they died, they were killed, they were murdered, and we don't know the exact date of the yard site, and we don't know where they're buried. Mass graves, buried, who knows where. The blood of many countries of Eastern Europe and Central Europe is bloodied with the blood of Jews. And this relates to this concept of Hester Panim, that God says in the Torah, there will come a time when I will hide my face from you, when it will appear as if I'm distant. And there can be no greater reflection of Hester Panim than to have Jews, holy Jews, die and to have hidden from us the place of their burial and the date of their death. And so on this day, all of us are urged to say Kaddish for all of those who died, whose voices did not survive, 
whose places of burial we do not know, whose dates of death we do not know. Dr. Jacob Herzig was a human rights lawyer and writer in Poland before the Holocaust. And he wrote, If there are no tombstones, the only monuments which remain are the memories. The 10th of Teves is a day for us to try to provide those memories because there are no tombstones for these holy individuals whose burial places we do not know and whose dates of death we do not know. So we say Kaddish for them and we try to remember them. We try to uncover their names. We try, if possible, to discuss those individuals. And when we do that, we help to ameliorate the hester panim, the hiddenness that God has us experience by bringing back their memory. And there are many heroes who are doing this. In Israel today, it has become widespread and it should become widespread here as well to pray not only for those who died in the Holocaust whose date of death we do not know and whose place of death we do not know but also for other brave heroes of the Jewish people whose place of death we do not know who have not been brought to Jewish burial. Hadar Golden and Oron Shaul, both taken and killed in 2014 in Gaza. And against all morality and all international law, their bodies have not been released. They have not been brought to Jewish burial. And we say today prayers on their behalf, we pray to Hashem, Yevi'em lekever Yisrael. Allow them, God, to be brought to Jewish burial so that their mothers and fathers and the rest of the Jewish people will be able to know where they are buried. Many of us, this past Shabbos, or just after, read an incredible article in the Montreal Gazette about a wonderful person, a person I'm honored to call a dear friend of mine, Yosef Lefkovich. May he live and be well. Many of you remember him, know him. He is a close friend of mine. In my early years here, he was the person that led what we called our Stiebel Minion, a, a downstairs minion every Shabbos morning. And he was here every Shabbos. I got to see him. We spent a lot of time together in good times and also in very difficult times. A number of years ago, he made Aliyah. He lives in Yerushalayim. He's extremely active. And recently he sat down for an interview and this article was in the Gazette on Saturday. If you did not see it, I urge you, please read this article. It's incredible. Yosef was born in Poland 
and he was the only member of his family to survive the Holocaust. He was 18 years old when he was finally liberated from the Nazi concentration camp. And as soon as that happened, he tried to go to work for the Americans to find Nazi world war criminals and to bring them to justice, which he did for an amount of time. And after he had done that to the best of his ability, he created another list. While he was working with Polish communists, he was trying to find Jewish orphans whose parents had hid them in monasteries and churches and among Christian families as babies to keep them from being killed. And now he was able to find over 600 of these orphans and they eventually found homes with Jewish families in what later became the state of Israel. He speaks as often as he can, as often as his strength allows, about his experiences, about the people. He brings alive for us the people who otherwise they would be nameless to us. We would not know their names. We would not know where they're buried. We would not know when they died. But so many of them, through his amazing storytelling, he brings them to life. And he is truly one of the heroes who helps us to observe not only the letter, but the spirit of what the 10th of Teves is supposed to do for the Jewish people, to remove the distance between ourselves and God, to push back on this curtain so that we are able to re-encounter the intimacy with God and to be able to reconnect with every single Jew, including every Jew who passed away sanctifying God's name. The end of his interview, Mr. Lefkovich says, here we are. We do what we can. We tell what we tell. Whatever we know. That is our task today. Asara Teves, the 10th day of Teves. My friends, I want to wish you all an easy fast and a constructive and inspiring day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.